Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to my um, podcast. This is Arthur Farley Martin, and I dropped in today because I wanted to talk about word curses. Yes, are you living under a word curse? Are you living under a word curse? You know, you guys, we're getting ready to get into this in one second, one minute, and one moment. Because we're going to see how we're going to break those word curses. Are you cursing yourself um, by the words that you speak or about yourself? Or are you cursing others by the words that you're speaking? The negative words that you're speaking over them. Okay, um, thank you for joining in again. My name is Arthur Pearlie Martin. I'm on my podcast also at Arthur Pearlie Martin, uh, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing on Anchor or Spotify, okay, um, Google Podcast, uh, Breaker Podcast, okay, and a few other spots. Um, you guys subscribe to my YouTube page and my podcast page. If you'd like to support us, hit on the support button, and um, we're getting ready to pray. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. Father God, you tell us and you teach us that life and death is in the very power of our tongue, Father God. So we ask, Father, that you would uh, help us to be quick to hear and slow to speak. Father God, that you would use our tongue as a ready writer to write words of life on the hearts of those um, that we speak to, that you would season our, wor- season our words, Father God. Help us to be light in the midst of someone else's darkness and help us to be the salt of the earth that you have designed us to be. And we give you the honor to go into praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, you guys, once again, once again, once again, thank you for joining in. This is Arthur Pearly Martin. Please share this podcast about word curses. Are you operating under a word curse? Okay, we're going to start out um, right here with Proverbs 20, where it tells us from the fruit of his lips, a man, uh, Proverbs 20, 20. And we're going to go to 21. From the fruits of his mouth, a man's belly is filled with the harvest from his lips. He is satisfied. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will love it will eat it. For by your words you will be acquitted, found not guilty, and by your words you will be condemned. So are you being condemned by your own words? Are you condemning yourself by listening to the words of the enemy? You know, are you living up under those word curses? You know, those curses, those never, never curses where people say you'll never be anything. You'll never amount to anything. You're bad. You know, you can never succeed. Those are word curses. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. And we will eat the fruit of of our words. In other words, uh, we're going to have what we say. We're having what we're saying, right? We're having what we're saying. We're having what we're saying. John, John, um, let's see, John 3 and 10. It says out of the, uh, from the mouth comes blessings and come, uh, and, and comes curses. It should not be blessings and curses out of the same mouth James 3 uh, 10 King James version let's let's go to uh, King James James 3 and 10 it says oops I lost it let's get back in other words blessings and cursing shouldn't be coming out of the same mouth it ought not to be 
you know, we should not be speaking both blessings and curses. It says, out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. Cursing. My brother, these things ought not to be. It says, uh, NLT says, and so blessings and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. We shouldn't be using our mouth to do, to speak blessings and curses. It's by our words that we uh, are condemned, and it's by our words that we are found not guilty. We are acquitted. Um, so are, are you living under a word curse? Are you cursing yourself? Are you cursing others by the words that you speak? We say it all the time. We say it. Life and death. We know it. We know it. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat it. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. So are you are you acquitting others? Are you acquitting yourself? Are you condemning others? Are you condemning yourself? You're having what you say. We're having, we're framing our world with our words. Isn't that what God did? He, he spoke. He said, let there be, and then, that, then there, were, there was. He said, let there be light, and then there was light. So um, life and death is in the power of our tongue. Are you cursing your children by the words that you're speaking, saying, oh, they're bad. Watch your words. Oh, they'll never amount to anything. Oh, they act just like their daddy. Oh, they act just like their mama. Those are word curses. Because a lot of times when you're saying it, you're meaning it in a bad way. Proverbs 13 and 3 tells us, he who guards his mouth protects his life. But the one who opens his lips invites his own ruins. Are you ruining, 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 ruin? Are you ruining your own life? Are you bringing destruction into your own life, to your own self, with your own words? Oh, if there was no luck, if there was no luck, bad luck, it wouldn't be no luck at all. Oh, when it rains, it pours. Life and death is in the power of your own tongue. What kind of world are you building with your words? Proverbs 10, 19 says, He who guards his mouth protects his life. Uh, Proverbs 12, 13, I'm sorry. An evil man is trapped by his rebellious speech, but a righteous man escapes from trouble. An evil man is trapped by his rebellious speech, but a righteous man escapes from trouble. The words that you're speaking is causing you to be trapped. You're holding your own self hostage by the very words that you speak. When we're speaking uh, um, contrary to what God is saying, then we're, we're releasing the curse upon our lives. But when we're saying what God is saying, then we're releasing the blessings of God on our life. Proverbs 10, 19 says, when words are many, sin is unavoidable, but he who restrains his lips is wise. I believe the King James Version say, in the multitude of words, there's going to be sin. I mean, you're just, when you're just sitting up, that's why we need to watch our words because idle words is a devil's tool. I'm telling you, um, in the multitude of words, you know, let's not learn to talk so much, especially if you're not talking about the goodness of the Lord, because in the multitude of words, you're going to sin. It's going to eventually turn to gossip or whatever else. But in the multitude of words, but a wise person, they restrains their lips. 
They're going to pay attention to what the, the words that they speak. Proverbs 13 and 3 says, He who guards his mouth protects his life. Right, we just uh, read that. If you guard your mouth, you can protect your life. Because the words we speak, um, we're inviting the enemy in, the devil in, by the very words that we speak. Right? I mean, if we really study how the first sin ever happened in the book of Genesis, we see that the devil actually, he never really did do anything. All he did was <laughs> spoke a word. Right? He convinced her. He tricked her out of the truth. And he said to her, did God really say? And she heard the word. She believed the word. She received the word. And he tricked her out of the truth. And so she ended up doing what God told her not to do. Life at words are very important. God used words to frame the world. And we're using our words to frame our world. Blessings and cursing shouldn't come from the same fountain. Are you living under a word curse? And now you're spending the rest of your life trying to convince everybody who said that you would be nobody, that you are somebody. When in fact, the only somebody you really have to really (laughs) please is the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you living under a word curse? They said you never would make it. They said you never could do it. They said you can't do this. You can't do that. You'll never amount to this. You'll never amount to that. And so you spend your life trying to convince somebody that's really nobody as far as a person who has the ability to send you to heaven or hell. We're wasting our energy and our time trying to please people When in fact, the only somebody we're really called to please is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the one we're called to please. And so you spend your whole life trying to reinvent yourself. And and that word curse is just hovering over your head. And the only voice you can hear is the voice of that mother, that grandmother, that father, those people, those people in school, maybe that teacher, whoever it was that spoke that word curse over you. That curse that said you'll never be anything, you'll never amount to anything, you'll always struggle. You you know, those are word curses. Well, we come here today so we can block out the voice of the devil. So how do we do that? Well, Corinthians tells us that we have to cast down every evil imagination and every thought, 2 Corinthians 10, and every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We have to bring those thoughts captive into captive. And then we have to cast down those evil thoughts and those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. We have to bring those thoughts captive. And we have to renew our mind and begin to say what God says about us. Not about what people say about us. Some of you are operating under a word curse because your mama and daddy or somebody said you was a mistake. When in fact, we know that's not true because the word of God tells us in Romans 8 and 29, well, Psalms 139. Let me go back to Psalms 139. Jeremiah 1 and 5, he tells us too. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you was born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Well, though he was saying that to um, Jeremiah, that's still true. 
before he created, before God created us in the womb, he knew us. That means he, uh, he, that he foreknew, uh, let, let's read first Peter one and 20. It says he was foreknown before the foundations of the world, but was made manifest in the last time for the sake of you before the foundations of the world. God knew you before you was created in your mother's womb. God knew you. Second Timothy one and nine says who, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, before time. He predestined us. God knew you. Romans 8 and 29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. He also predestined destined to be conformed to the image of his son for those whom he foreknew see God knew you before your mother and father knew each other (laughs) I'm just trying to I'm trying to get you to understand that it's not what they say that makes it true it's really what you believe that makes it true but it's not really true it's what the devil wants you to believe because if if they're not saying calling you what God is calling you then they're not saying what God is saying. But before the foundations of the world, of the world, God knew you. God knew you before the foundations of the world. That means before your mother and father knew each other, (laughs) God knew you before the foundations. That, that was before he even created the world. He, cre- he had you in mind. He said, before I formed you, before he formed us in our mother's womb, that wasn't just to Jeremiah. That's a word to, to us today. Because before he created us, because how many of you know that God is a God of purpose and everything he does, he does on purpose, for a purpose, and with his purpose in mind. God is a purpose, purposeful God. He does not just do things by accidents, incidents, or coincidence. And I'm saying all of this just to let you know that God knew you before he created you. Therefore, you can never be a mistake. So it does not matter what anyone says, because before your mother and father was ever born, before you even created your mother and father, God knew you. You came out of the mind of God. He created us. You are a God idea. You're here. I'm saying all of this because I'm trying to convince you that God created you on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose, and with his purpose in mind. And it doesn't matter what anyone told you. You was not you was not an accident. You was not an incident, and it was not a coincidence. God created you. It was his idea. It was God's idea. You're here because it was God's idea. And the truth of the matter is, you never asked to be born. It wasn't even your idea. It wasn't your mother and father idea. It was God's idea. How many of you know that the word of God tells us that the children are a reward from the Lord? Children are a reward, a gift from God and one translation says that, that they are a reward from the Lord. Psalms 127.3 NLT tells us, he said, children are a gift from the Lord. 
they are a reward from him. What an honor and a privilege. Children, they're a gift from the Lord. Psalms 127.3 tells us this. They are a reward from him. So when God blesses you with a child, that's he has just rewarded you. Children are not incidents, accidents, because they come from God before the foundations of the world. I'm trying to I'm trying to convey something to you because some of you are operating up under some word curses. I never wished, I, I wish you was never born. Um, you're the biggest mistake that I ever had. If it wasn't for you, my life wouldn't be like this. And and you know what? Um, all those are word curses, but I want you to know that you are here because God predestined it. It was God's idea. Before your mother and father knew each other, God knew you. You are not here. You are not an accident, an incident, or coincidence. God created you on purpose. Children are a gift from the Lord. Psalms 127.3. They are a reward. He rewarded you. You are a ward. You was rewarded to your parents from God, by God. It was his idea. It doesn't matter what your parents say. It doesn't matter what they said. You are a mistake. You are an accident. You know, they tried to abort you, <laughs> but God said no, because I have rewarded you. And it's this child, it's his destiny to be here. Some of you are angry with your parents because of some of the things, the negative words that they've spoken over you. But I want you to know forgive them so you don't continue to relive it because anything that you don't forgive you will continue to relive anything that you don't forgive you will continue to relive life and death is in the power of our tongue you're not an accident God your God idea and your mother and your father those are they were the vessels and the vehicle in which God used. He chose them to be your parents. They was the vessel and the vehicle in which he used to bring you, to import you into this earth, into this world. But like you, they too are imperfect people. So I'm not making excuses for them, but what I'm saying is people can only give you what they got. So if your parents or whoever spoke word curses over you, I want you to know that today we can denounce what they say because the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters is what you believe about yourself. And the only thing that matters really is what God says about you. So if they're not saying the thing that what God is saying, then they're, first of all, they're not even talking about you. Really what they're doing is allowing you to see and understand and know the condition of their heart. You say, why do you say that? Because the Bible tells us that it's out of the abundance of a man's heart. Out of the abundance of a man's heart. Jesus told it. That his mouth speaks. It's out of the abundance of a man's heart that his own mouth is speaking. He's telling you what's in him by what's coming out of him. So when you get around somebody that's real negative, they can't help it. That's what's in them. Luke 6:45. A good man brings good treasure. Let me let me pull it up. Luke 6:45. Let me read the NLT. It says a good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart. 
And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the man mouth, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so this is why I say, um, if you want to know what's in us, all we got to do is listen to what's coming out of us. So Proverbs 4.23, he tells us, he said, you need to guard your heart for out of it flows uh, the, the issues of life. Every, what's in us is coming out of us. How do we guard our heart? By not allowing a perverse speech to come out of our mouth. We need to guard our eyes, our ears, and our feet. We need to watch the things that we listen to, watch the things we look at, and watch the places that we go. Psalms, um, Proverbs 4, 23, 24, and 25. Read it. He's going to tell us how to guard our heart. The good man, he's going to bring some good things out of the good that's stored in his heart. You say, well, they're so positive, they're so kind, they're so nice. If you're acting ugly, if you're talking ugly, if you're acting evil and you're speaking evil, that's because that's what's in your heart. And what's in us is coming out of us. It's nothing personal. You done took what they said and made it about you. Those those word curses, those, those you can't, you won't, you, you won't ever... And quit letting people call you a crackhead or alcoholic or, you know, um, that what you do is not who you are, but it's an act in which you allow our flesh to commit. Don't confuse the two. You are who God says you are. As a born again, you are heir and joint heir in Jesus Christ. If you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you're the head and not the tail above and not beneath. God did not create us for failure. And in him, we have been prepared and equipped for the work. We're fully loaded. We have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit living on the inside. As born-again believers, we're heirs and joint heirs in Christ Jesus. And we're sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because he who knew no sin became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I said that to simply say you're in right standings with God because of what Jesus did. That's if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let's break free. We denounce every word curse. It doesn't matter what daddy said. If what daddy said is not what God said, then let every man be a lie and let God's word be true. We've we've taken the words of people. We've taken the words of our parents and and um and we made that our truth. But our words produce wounds. Our words are producing wounds when we're speaking curses. Are you wounding them with your words or are you healing them with your words? For a word, we need our words, a word spoken in season. Let's see what it says. A word spoken in season. A word spoken in season. A word spoken in due season, how good it is. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season, how good it is. Proverbs 15, 23. There is a time and a season to speak a word. Because God knows when a person's heart is open and ready to receive that word. But life and death is in the power of the tongue. 
It's not what they said. It's not what mama said. Because if mama wasn't saying what God was saying, then let every man be a lie and let God's word be true. We have to find our identity in Christ Jesus because when he created us, he sees us the way he created us. God don't see us as crackheads, uh, drug addicts, alcoholics. He don't see us. He don't judge us. He don't see us based upon what we do or did. He sees us based upon who who he created us to be. So now you're spending your life trying to prove something to somebody that the devil used, yes, that the devil used to try to curse you, trying to prove to them that you're not who you say you are. When it, And that's, that is so much work. It's easier just to try to please the Lord, one person, than trying to please a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of people. The Bible says that whatever we do in word or deed, that we're to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Colossians 3.17, it says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do in word or deed, we're supposed to be doing it as unto the Lord. We're called to be servants of, of, of him and not servants of men. He said that if, um, if we're servants of men, then we're not a servant of his. What is he saying? What is he saying? He's saying that if you fear the opinion of men more than you do him, then you're not a servant of the Lord. Because our reason for doing what we're doing is to impress people rather to impress Jesus. It's easier just to work at trying to impress Jesus than try to impress people. That's too much. That's too much work. You know, um, I just think I'm just going to focus on trying to please the Lord. You know, and um, the way we show our, our love for God is by obedience to God. Because Jesus said, if you love me, then you will obey me. And the way we show our love for God is when we obey God. And the way we can tell when God is in, abiding in us and we abiding in him is when we're walking in love, in the love of God. So instead of get your focus, don't worry about what they say. They was broken. Broken people say broken things. Okay. It says out of the bun, uh, uh, an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit and a good tree cannot bring forth uh, evil fruit. So the reason they spoke those evil words, because they was just giving you what they had. If you ask someone for a million dollars and they say they don't have it, you're not going to get angry at them because they couldn't give you what they, what you needed. And let's quit looking for people to do, to fill our emotional needs. That's God's job. Only he can do that. So if you want, you want to be a good tree, if you want your heart to be right, if you want to produce good fruit, if you want to say positive things, we're going to have to renew our mind to the word of God. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12 and 2. But before we do that, we're going to have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord right? We have to submit to God before we can do the will of God. That's the first thing, Romans 12 and 1. That's we, let, let's read it here, English Standard Version, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Okay? I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice, 
holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. King James say, be not conformed, uh, beloved, uh, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable servant. And be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're going to have to change our way of thinking, renew our mind so we can put on the mind of Christ so we can think the thoughts of Christ. We can't think the thoughts of Christ without renewing our mind to the word of God. God and his word is one, right? First John 1 1 tells us in the beginning was the word and the word was God, right? The word is God. God and his word is one. This is why the devil fights us so hard about getting in the word. He don't want us to get in the word. Because when we spend time in the word, we're spending time with God. First John 1 says, that was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifest, and we have seen it and bear witness and show. Okay, that's not it. In the beginning was, but it's talking about the word. Jesus is the word, and he did, he did, he manifest himself. Uh, I want to talk about, I think it's just John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh, and it dwelt among men, right? So God and His Word is one. So in order to think like, to put on the mind of Christ, we got to know what His Word says. It's John 1. We have to put, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was nothing was not anything made that was made, right? So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God and His Word is one. That's John 1 and 1. God and His Word is one. So to put on the mind of Christ, to change our way of living, we have to change our way of thinking. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we have to... while we're out here slaving and toiling and trying to trying to impress these broken people, <laughs> why not just? It's easier just to be try to impress Jesus, and the way we impress Him is just simply by being obedient to what He says. Jesus said, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say?" It's so important. Jesus could be our Savior and not our Lord. He becomes our Lord when we do what He say. Is Jesus your Lord? If he is, then let's do what he say. We show our love for God by obedience to God. Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. Today, we're going to break free from those word curses because guess what? We're going to believe that we're not an accident. We're not an incident. We're not a coincidence. That God, we're here on purpose because we was created um, for a purpose by God. We're not an accident. I don't care what anyone said. I don't care what your mother, your father, or anyone else, grandma, whoever, that spoke those curses over you. I want you to forgive them because it was the devil using them. They didn't know. 
right? Let's forgive mama for being imperfect. Forgive daddy for being imperfect. Forgive yourself because you condemn your own self by the things that you believe, by your words that you, you are justified, you are acquitted. Or by your own words, you are condemned. We have to quit believing the devil's lies because it's it's counterproductive. It's not causing us to walk in the newness of life as long as we're believing the devil's lie. If we want to walk in the newness of life, we cannot believe the devil's lie. We have to find out who God says we are. We are heirs and joint heirs to head and not to tell. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. As he is, so are we. We're sitting together with him in heavenly places, spiritually speaking, because the real us is the spirit. We have to find out who we are in Christ. Order my book, Understanding Your Identity in Christ Jesus. It's a workbook. It's on Amazon, uh, Amazon.com. Understanding Our Identity in Christ Jesus. We have to know who we are so we can begin to walk in the authority that God has called us to be. So here we are. Let's start speaking blessings. Be, watch your words. Words are very important. Watch your words. Quit saying, quit calling your kids bad. I know you say, well, we're just joking. No, uh-uh. I'm, I'm very conscious about words because when we get a revelation of the power of words, uh, we will use them uh, skillfully because the Bible teaches us, he said, that we will have to give account of every idle word. How many of you know that? That we're going to have to give account of every idle word. Let me find that. We will have to give account of every idle word. We will have to give account to every idle word that we speak. So um, I like to say since um, I have to give account of my words, I believe I'll spend my words wisely. Don't let people curse your kids. Don't let people sit up and say, oh, they're just fast, they're grown, they're never going to be anything. Don't let nobody curse your kids. You're responsible for those kids because God gave them to you as a gift and a reward. Don't let nobody sit up and speak death over your children. Don't let no teacher try to tell you that they're going to always struggle. I had to tell a teacher once, you know what, if you don't have faith for my child's success, maybe you're the wrong teacher. I'm going to have to get him up out of here because you don't have faith for him to succeed. The, um, uh, Matthew 12.36 says, But I tell you that men will give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. God is keeping account of our careless words. So then each of us will give account of himself to God. He's given, We're going to have to give account. Second Corinthians 5 and 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive his due for the things done in the body, whether good or evil. Galatians 6 and 5 says, For every man should carry his own load. Let's not be a stumbling block in someone else's way by the evil words that we have spoken. People are losing their mind because of word curses demonic words that have been spoken a lot of times we thinking that curses is witches doing incantations and things like that but the word of God tells us that life and death is in the power of our tongue and we will eat the fruit of our words so the next time when you start speaking words look at them as seeds being sown into the hearts and minds of others and let's see get it can you picture that can you see that that our words are seed. You know, they lied when they said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words would never hurt me. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Words hurt. 
Life and death is in the power of our words, in the power of our tongue. Are you speaking life? Are you speaking death? At the abundance of a man's heart, his mouth will speak. Someone says, well, they so negative. They always talk negative because they don't have, it's not a good heart. There's, it's not a good, out of, out of a, a, an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit. And a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. And, and, and if you find yourself just being so negative, ask God to forgive you. 